broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey there, and welcome to the show. My name is Brian Joyce, and I am the host of today's show. This is Chattanooga Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center in downtown Chattanooga, and we thank you for joining us. Today on this show, we do have a bit of a food and drink theme going on here. I'm going to be talking with Nate Wilson. Nate is the co-founder of The Weekly Fig right here in Chattanooga. Nate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian, for having me. All right. So The Weekly Fig, tell us about this. What is The Weekly Fig? So The Weekly Fig actually is an online farmer's market with home delivery. There's a lot of people that want to shop local and they want to eat the healthiest, most sustainable foods, but it's not convenient. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing for them is bringing... Uh, these foods right to the front door. Mm. Now, how does this work? So what kind of uh, producers are you working with? So we are working with farmers and artisans, all local. The farmers are uh, no more than 60 miles away, and they all have practices uh, for being sustainable. Mm -hmm. So some are certified organic and some are not, but all of them farm better than organic. It's not about getting the government label, but about rotating the crops and not using uh, pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and all those things that taint our foods mm -hmm. uh, that we uh, are reluctant to put in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it would seem to me like this is a combination of, well, two concepts that I see out there. Number one, of course, the, uh, the farm to table concept that everybody's been talking yep. about for the past several years. But I've also seen a couple of other businesses like this popping up. Uh, you hear about um, startups like Blue Apron that does like delivery services um, for, for, for recipes and, and uh, dinner preparation. So it kind of seems like a combination of those two. It is. Blue Apron <coughs> is actually the juggernaut, uh, you know, in the country. And, and, but the, the thing is, Blue Apron has, uh, they have mountains of food product packaging. And so their foods are also not sustainable. So they're not local. They're, they're grown in uh, the, the Northeast or in Texas. Mm. And they sit into a box for up to five days. They're shipped yep. all over the country. And so you're getting the convenience, but you're not getting the, the quality of what we're offering, which is uh, the local, most nutrient-dense foods you can possibly yeah. get. I, I'll be honest. I've, I've never used even anything like Blue Apron, but I would have to imagine, like you just said, when you're talking about a juggernaut that big, I would have to imagine that a lot of that food probably does sit around for a few days. It does. It's just not healthy for you. And, you know, we all have heard about the, you know, the gassing that takes place with, you know, in the grocery store foods mm -hmm. and the commercial foods that keep things from spoiling so soon. And then also they, they pick unripened foods green, and then they gas them to ripen on the store shelf. And so, you know, that, that, that's an issue with those foods too. And uh, what we're really focusing on is the local scene. And that's why people will choose Weekly Fig over Blue Apron, because they get, they get the, the convenience and they're supporting local, they're supporting the local farmers, they're supporting the local artisans, all the, the uh, dollars going back into our economy. And there's, there's a quote from the, the Gaining Grounds group here uh, that says that if all Chattanoogans were to spend 5% of their food budget on local foods, we would improve our local economy by $100 million. Mm -hmm. That is one meal per week. 
Well, that's a question that I did want to ask you because, of course, again, for years now, people have been talking about eating local and farm to table. And I think you just kind of hit on this a bit, but talk about it a bit more. Why is it, in your opinion, so important to source local food and eat local food and support local farmers? So you have the you have the concept of the economy, which we've touched on already, uh, but then you also have the nutrient density of the foods. So if the foods are picked ripened and they're picked out of soil that has been cultivated for growing nutrient-dense foods, then ultimately you're getting all the nutrients that your body needs. And when you get those nutrients, the body is not guessing, am I still hungry, am I not? Uh, you, don't, you don't have to eat so soon. Um, and it's just overall healthier and, and from a, um, a habit of eating sense. Um, but also, you are, you're feeding your, your entire family the best quality foods you can get. You're listening to Chattanooga Business Radio. Brian Joyce, that is my name. We're broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center, and I'm talking here with Nate Wilson. Nate is the co-founder of The Weekly Fig right here in Chattanooga. And uh, Nate, I did want to ask you this as well. How did you come up with the idea for The Weekly Fig? Are you somebody who has, is your background in food and beverage? Is it in farming? Is it in online marketing? Where did the idea come from? So... My wife has been operating a co-op for Chattanooga and Cleveland for the last four years. And our partner, Michelle, uh, she's a certified health coach. Uh, She's had a business called uh, Real Food Renovations for the same period of time. We've also been part of a CSA, which stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And that's where basically each community member can sign up to be a shareholder of a certain number of crops that are yielded from a field Uh, you pay in advance which it's actually seed money and what that prevents is the farmer having to go to a bank and borrowing fifty thousand dollars for all the seed and the equipment that that is needed and uh, throughout the year the the farmer would give a share of the crop each week so we were part of this It, it has a lot of great benefits to being part of a csa but then also uh, there's risk, there's drop points, there is just a myriad of things that we love about the CSA as far as supporting the, the farmer, but then also there's a few negative things like having to take time out of your day, during the, particularly during the middle of the, the business week and the business day where you have to go pick up these things, you forget them. And so what we wanted to do was to, to marry the best of both worlds in the sense that we are supporting the farmers directly uh, from us. But at the same time, they're not having to go to five or six markets throughout the week in order to move their products to. We still want them to have their CSAs if that's something that they like. But at the same time, we want to free up some of their time. So that way they, they don't have their boots on the concrete, but they have their, their boots in the dirt on, on their farm. And so they can put value back into their product and into their soil and, and really make everything better at home. Now, let's talk again about how the process itself actually works. So you have uh, people at home, they want to prepare a nice dinner. They want to make sure that they're using foods that are sourced locally and uh, fresh. So they log on to weeklyfig.com and just take us through the process. How does this all work? So first of all, you become a member and the membership fee is $35. And this covers mostly the cost and expenses that go behind all the returnable packaging. So 
that's one, like we mentioned, one of the differentiators between us and somebody like Blue Apron. We have returnable insulated totes. Uh, we have ice packs and things that we trade back and forth on the week of delivery. And so the $35 registration fee gains you membership. Then you choose what size or quantity of a group of vegetables that you need. So we do one to two people, mm-hmm. three to four people, five to six people, uh, because people have different eating habits and they have different size families. Once you choose that, you are hey, you have an ability to do a payment plan and you have an ability to pay all up front. Now, the traditional CSA requires that you pay all up front. This makes it difficult for people who don't have uh, a lot of money in their savings account. And we believe that a real food should be accessible to everyone. And so, well, that is not, not to, uh, not to interrupt you here, but <clears throat> I do know that that is a, uh, I feel like that is a big problem in the United States is that, um, you do see this movement towards eating healthy food, locally sourced food. It can be so expensive to the point of prohibitively expensive. And, you know, we talk about in inner city neighborhoods, uh, food deserts and things like this, but especially when you're talking about fresh food deserts, I, I think most of America is at this point a, a fresh food desert because a lot of folks can't afford it. Yeah, well, there's a lot, there's a lot of money that goes into getting organic certification, which, requi- which is required for someone like Whole Foods, meaning the farmer has to pay tens of 20 of thousands of dollars in order to get the certified organic certification just to be in a place like Whole Foods. And then they have to go through the brokers mm-hmm. to get the food onto the trucks and then trading hands a few times before it ever makes it into the grocery store. And then of course you have to take the time to get there or find means to get there. And that's part of the reason why we have food deserts is because like down the East side, mm-hmm. uh, I think the only grocery store they had closed down recently. And, right. and so now they have only corner stores and, and the owners of the corner stores, it's a lot of risk for them to carry a perishable food. Sure. And that's where the limitations come in. And so part of our model is to reach those areas. And we are actually, in fact, working with Nashville on being an EBT certified company. So that way we can allow people who need assistance Mm -hmm. to actually source our foods. And then also there's another, there's another group called uh, Grow Hope here in Chattanooga who, and, and they're working and together with Hatponics mm-hmm. and putting hoop houses and greenhouses into some of these food deserts. So that way these micro communities of Chattanooga can grow their own food and have a place where they can go and get fresh and healthy. And so we're looking at buying surpluses from them yeah. too, which also stimulates their micro economy in their neighborhood. Well, it's great to see that you're taking this this sort of a big picture approach to this because you're absolutely right. These issues that we see in communities all across the United States, poverty, which leads to obesity, which leads to people not living healthy, locally sourced food, this stuff is, it's all interconnected. And um, one of the great things that I've seen, I think we've seen in just the past couple of years is, is people like yourself, entrepreneurs stepping up, recognizing that problem and trying to address it. Yeah, we definitely saw a gap in the market. We've been trying to source foods. Like I mentioned earlier, my, my wife has been a co-op for the last four years. And this co-op is our beef coming from northwest of Chattanooga and mm-hmm. our chicken coming from Cleveland and our, and our eggs coming from various sources. And it was, it's a full-time job in order to do that, in order to get these fresh local foods directly from the farmers. And so one of the things that, that went into the conception of 
weekly fig is to make it accessible, make it convenient for people to source fresh produce, but also everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we've already put that work in, we just married the CSA model with the co-op model. And now anybody who has an account uh, with us or a membership, they have the produce subscription and they go to their account and they can add whatever they else, whatever else they want to their box. So if they want some fresh grass-fed hamburger, they just add that to the box. They need some eggs, add it to their box. Uh, bread. These are Now we're getting into some of the local artisan goods. And then also our members have the ability to just make a simple check on the auto renewal box. Mm-hmm. And then it just shows up. It automatically charges you uh, what, the, what the cost of it is. And everything is on par with farmer's markets, mm-hmm. with Publix and, and Whole Food. It's not like it's an additional expense for people that go to the farmer's market already. It's really, we've just cut out a lot of the fluff in the middle, which makes it possible for the home delivery to be just a perk. Right. Talking here once again with Nate Wilson. Nate is the co-founder of The Weekly Fig right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Weekly Fig is is more or less, as Nate is saying, sort of like an online farmer's market that connects folks uh, from their living room to uh, fresh, locally sourced food and vegetables. Uh, Nate, let's take a minute here to talk about some of the farmers that you work with. I think you had mentioned that these um, these guys are all within 60 miles of Chattanooga. Yeah, that's right. Some of the most well-known farmers that we are working with is Crabtree and working with Sandabama Farms in Northeast Alabama. A very popular farm is Farm 58. Mm-hmm which is a mission that is, is done by, uh, I think, Calvary here in town. And so uh, those are just three to name a few. There's also a lot of Amish Mennonite mm-hmm. uh, communities, too, that we're working with that is going to be supplying us with their, their heritage foods and their heirlooms. Every single one of these places are dirt farmers. They believe in cultivating the soil and the mm-hmm. nutrient density of the soil, and the result is high-quality produce that comes out of the ground. It's not the other way around in the commercial standpoint where you're just shoving food into the ground, right? loading it down with with, uh, bagged chemicals and things like that. How did we reach, uh, in your opinion, and I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but how do you think we did reach that point uh, in America where (laughs) so much of our food that is being produced is just laden with chemicals and pesticides? And um, how did we get there? It, It wasn't always that way. I feel like that is true, uh, man. I've, I've, I think I've watched at least a hundred documentaries, <laughs> right? And 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 they're still coming out. You know, there's new documentaries all the time, and it, and it, you know, and it goes back to the '40s and '50s when government subsidies started to come out in order to produce foods that are uh, that yield high profits. Mm-hmm. In my personal humble opinion, on how we are kept losing more and more small farms is having to borrow money. Yeah. So, so the farms having to borrow money in order to meet regulations, like I mentioned, to get USDA certification. There's a lot of farmers that would borrow that $30,000 to do that in hopes of by having that certification, they can sell more and charge a little bit more money for it. And now they are getting a little bit more money for it. The, the mm-hmm. end sellers are getting a lot more money for it. And so uh, we don't realize that the farmers are are making the biggest sacrifices. And then at the end of the day, they 
become more and more in debt with the equipment and things mm -hmm. like that. And, and then they end up being under the some umbrella of a larger food company. Well, such a big part of the problem today in America, and it's, it's sort of like a catch-all phrase that you hear from time to time uh, in the food industry, is that today Americans are we're disconnected from our food. We, we don't know where it comes from. We're, we're very disconnected from it. Again, that's sort of like a catch-all phrase that I've heard from a lot of foodies, and maybe people who are not foodies don't understand exactly what they mean. But getting back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, you do see this, this ongoing problem with poverty, and because people don't have money to buy good locally sourced food, eventually you just start becoming more disconnected and disconnected from your food to the point where you're just shopping every week maybe at a Walmart because it's, it's just it's what you can afford, and it's very convenient. But I think a big part of the problem is that, uh, you know, you talk about the 40s and 50s. There, there was a time when Americans, I think, had the common sense or they were still connected enough to their food to know, I can just grow this stuff myself. Or there's a man just a mile down the road who makes great carrots or potatoes. I, can, I don't have to necessarily go to Walmart to get this stuff. Yeah, it, it definitely comes down to convenience and cost. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people you ask, where does chicken come from? And the answer is the store. And, 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 and <laughs> right. My dad is, my dad would say that, you know, he's not a, he, he hasn't caught up to, to our lifestyle yet. Right. Uh, which is to support the local scene and the local farmers. And then uh, have you seen the, the chicken trucks that, sure. that are, I mean, and the, mm -hmm. you have chickens falling off of these things. Mm -hmm. They all have all their feathers ripped out of them because they're itchy because they have something mm -hmm. unhealthy about them. And then of course, they're kind of mad and fighting and it's awful what the way the conditions that these chickens are grown. For instance, you'll have, you know, a couple thousand birds in, under one roof and they're all wallowing around in their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Because of that, they have to load down their feed with antibiotics and they want the growth hormones involved with that. And then, you know, we see children that don't look like children. Right. At the age of eight. Right. Already suffering from type two diabetes and, oh, oh, yeah. and a lot of problems. It's ter terrifying. Yeah, uh, what is happening? And so we have to get over this convenience of the grocery store commercial products and really focus on local, sustainably grown. Mm -hmm. That's really what matters the most. If you, if you've ever seen an egg that was or laid by a pastured chicken versus an egg that was made in a chicken house like this, the the yolks are there's a stark difference. It's orange and it's this pasty, awful yellow, and the, the taste is, is not there. And so really, if you shop at the farmer's market, that is fantastic. We don't even want to take away from that. We still want you to go to the farmer's markets. We want to reach the people that don't really know where to start. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have time to go to the farmer's market, or they get to the farmer's market too late, and uh, most everything is sold out. Uh, we want to make things accessible to people, and by 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 doing that, making it convenient, they're going to start to taste the difference, and then they're going to start asking the right questions. Well, why does this taste so much better? Right. Then they're going to start uh, telling their friends, "Hey, we're, we signed up with Weekly Fig, and now we're getting these these boxes of foods that I was scared of before because I had no idea what to do with it. Mm -hmm. We're also providing meal plans." We know that education is important too, not just education on why you should buy local foods, but what do you do with it? Right. You know, so that's some of the the CSA, the community supported agriculture. That's one of the major complaints that we heard is the convenience factor of having to go pick it up. But also I have this box of food. I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> and and I, 
I'm not kitchen savvy. So I just, I just don't know. Uh, we've all been guilty of walking to the refrigerator, opening it up. You just stocked it yesterday with a bunch of fresh foods and you say, let's order a pizza. Well, you, yeah, you reach for the frozen pizza because you just, yeah. Because it's, <laughs> you get there, it was thinking involved. And so, right. so we're trying to make it to where people can not only get the food, but then they appreciate the food and how they've supported their local economics. But then also we're teaching them a little bit on how to cook these things, how to prepare these things. And they're super simple. You do not have to have a culinary degree in order to do these things. Uh, a little bit of butter and salt goes a long way on mm -hmm. some broccoli. Mm -hmm. uh, it actually tastes completely different. And so these are, these are the type of things that we're trying to put in front of our neighbors yeah. you know, in our community here. And, and once we show people that it's convenient, it's easy, anyone can do it, and at the same time, you can support your local farmer and artisan, incubate our economy here in Chattanooga and just make it even better. It's, it's really, we believe it's going gonna, it's gonna to take right off, which kind of answers the question behind what other people have tried to do these types of delivery mm -hmm. things in the mm -hmm. past. In the past, I think our community maybe wasn't ready for it. I heard of people trying to start something like this 15 years ago. Well, people are spending their time differently now. They're I think it's a lot like, um, I think the, the, the healthy food movement is a lot like almost recycling. You know, there was a time in American history, 20, 25 years ago, they started putting the little blue bins out there and people would say, what, what do I do with this? I don't know what recycling is. And then you give people a few years, they catch up to it. They understand what it's all about. I've gotten that sense too, when it comes to uh, locally sourced food, you see more and more people starting up community gardens. Mm -hmm. I've seen more and more people. I live in North Chattanooga. A lot of people don't understand really all you need is maybe 500 or a thousand square feet. People with a tiny little plot of land. Uh, they have two chickens. They have a garden. You can do this stuff right there at home. You can grow everything that you needed on a, on a 20 by 20 square foot garden. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic book. Uh, we we highly uh, support people having gr growing food rather than grass, but there's a lot of people that can't do that. It's because they're working two jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, they're taking their kids to the baseball game and the basketball game and the dance and and all of these activities. We are becoming more and more busy, and so we are losing that family time around the dinner table. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of people that are trying to convince parents to make sure everybody puts the phone down and leave it in the other room, sit down and have a meal. And I'm totally on board with that because that was, that was the period of time where families connected for the day. You know, how was, how was school? Absolutely. Uh, what were some of your challenges? Uh, how, how can I help? Uh, and just be a family and learn and grow with each other. And then also, you know, it's not just families too. You know, having friends over, roommates too. So this is, this is a great opportunity for say a junior in college that, mm -hmm. that you know, they share a, a small house with four or five other students. Sure. You know, to, great way to, to get to know turns. each other. Absolutely. You're listening to Chattanooga business radio, Brian Joyce. That is my name. I'm the host of the show. We're broadcasting live from the Regis office center in downtown Chattanooga. And my guest here is Nate Wilson. Nate is the co-founder of the weekly fig right here in Chattanooga. And uh, well, Nate, we have a few minutes left here. 
any customers, potential customers who want to reach out to you, they know where to go now, www.weeklyfig.com. Now, let's talk about the farmers and the vendors. I'm sure there might be some farmers, vendors listening to the program who would like to maybe work with you as well. Where can they get information? Yeah, our email is info at weeklyfig.com. And our telephone number is 423-708-2255, 423-708-2255. We'd love to talk to our anybody who is wanting to uh, sell their sustainably grown products or their artisan goods that are made here in Chattanooga using products of the same caliber mm-hmm. uh, that's not you know genetically modified and gone through the commercialization of the the standard practices that are out there today. What we want to do also is to help incubate small businesses who want to get their product name out there. And there's no better way of doing that than working in in a conglomerate, so to speak. Right. Uh, My wife last year, uh, she was making a probiotic drink. Everybody loved it and asked her, hey, can, can I buy some from you? We were going down the avenue of starting this business of the the probiotic drink called water kefir we knew that the challenge was going to be for people to to know about it and so getting the name out there was probably the hardest part so if we can get an, a, a small business who has a new product and they're starting a new bakery or they're starting a a new drink business a new snack business a power bar sort of thing and they want to go have their product at a place where Lots of people are coming across through internet traffic and they're, and they're sourcing their goods and they're getting boxes of fresh foods from us every week to where mm-hmm. we can throw in some samples. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a better way to actually reach those people uh, other than, you know, like a one-time business expo where people are constantly walking by. This is like a weekly business expo, sure. so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So if they want to get a hold of us, uh, we'd love to sit down and talk with them and, and find out more about their products. And you're obviously uh, looking to grow the business. So with that in mind, too, uh, any job openings? Are you looking for uh, coordinators, volunteers, anybody who can help with the business? Yeah. So one of the things that we're we, we are totally we're totally uh, community driven, and so uh, our business model. Yes, we have refrigerated trailers and trucks that we will be taking around the city. Also, close by, we'll have some courier bikes that will be dropping off some of our, our products here in, in downtown Chattanooga. But on the outskirts, we have a program called the Community Coordinator. And what this is, we deliver to your neighborhood. Let's say you had 40 people in your neighborhood uh, that are a member of Weekly Fig. Instead of us driving a larger, less fuel-efficient vehicle around to all 40 of those houses and dropping off our returnable tote full of of fresh local foods, we would drop them off to the community coordinator who would spend the next two hours driving around the neighborhood and doing that last lag of the drop-off. And then we would give those community coordinators $2 -hmm. per house. Mm -hmm. So in a matter of two hours, they can make $80, which is great for them. It's great for us. It's great for the carbon footprint. They can really have ownership of their zone. They can hand out some uh, some beautiful flyers that we have that says, hey, sign up with us and we'll give you a, a $10 discount. And then we would reward those community coordinators with a $10 credit towards their account. So essentially, they can eat for free if they just use their network and just let people know about us. And so it, it's really, it's a great opportunity for everyone. 
Nate Wilson with the Weekly Fig. It's been a pleasure talking with you on Chattanooga Business Radio. And before I do let you go, I know you have a website, you have a Twitter, you have a Facebook, a phone number, uh, any information that anybody needs to reach out to you, go ahead and give us that information. The website is www.weeklyfig.com. That is the, the best place to sign up. And then, of course, info at weeklyfig.com is the best place to reach us. Email and then facebook.com forward slash weekly fig. It's quite simple. We don't have any dashes or anything like that. We're just, <laughs> we're just plain and simple. So, mm-hmm. really easy to reach out to us. We love to get back with you and see how we can help. There we go. All right, folks. Nate Wilson, the Weekly Fig. Check him out at www.weeklyfig.com. Shoot him an email and you can find all the information you need right there. Brian Joyce, that is my name. This is Chattanooga Business Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Regis Office Center. We will take a short break and we'll talk to you next time. Stay tuned.